And as always, this has been In the Dirt with Rooster. Uh, I'd like to thank Kyle for giving us some overview of the season and congratulate him on his series championship and congratulate Jake Gamola on his Mercer track championship. And please tune in again, listen, and as always, this is brought to you by Brookside Sales and Service. And Cousins Designs, the best place for your graphic wraps or your sign for any business, any location. Thank you. And again, get out, support your local track, and always tune in and listen to In the Dirt. Hello. Kyle, Kyle, you got me. Yep, yep. You're in the dirt with Rooster, me and Kyle Caldwell, the honey badger. We're going to talk about the season review of the Allegheny Sprint Tour. Uh, what are you up to, buddy? You there? Hello? Hello, you there? There, I got you. Yeah. So tonight... I'm going to start off by saying what a hell of a season, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably one of my, one of my best seasons ever, especially in the big, big car. So. Yeah. And what, what did you race before this? In case the fans listening don't know, you are now the current Allegheny Sprint Tour Series champion and uh, Mercer Raceway track champion. No, not the Mercer champion. That's Jake. Oh, I Jake mean- did get that at the end of the year. Yeah, he got me. He got me by like uh, five points or something. We had that rear end break on the last night of the race. Last oh, night. that's right. Yeah, so he he uh, he got me there because I had a DNF in the heat race. Uh, there you go on my research. I th- I thought you pulled it out there at the end, but so what I want to talk to you about is first of all, everyone in our series gets along. A lot of people don't know this, but I mean. All of us are like family. We camp together. We hang out in our trailers. Uh, just a great time. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's the. I think that's the beauty of the three hundred five, the race saver thing. Is um, we're not. It's not cutthroat. I mean, we're not racing for a whole bunch of money, and and we don't like. We have we have quite a bit of money invested in it, but we're not talking tens of thousands of dollars here, like these you know, bigger four ten teams. So. You know, money, money, like, I don't know, money changes people. So absolutely like we're, does. We're, yeah. We're still grassroots in it, you know, and <laughs> having a good time doing it. Well, and, and like this year <clears throat> up in New York, I blew a motor and, uh, you and Jake Gamola came to my rescue and helped me get it. I mean, you built my motor towards the end of the year. I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, that's what we do for each other. I mean, any part, if I need a part, if he needs a part, I mean, we just run into each other's trailer and grab it. And I, I mean, I think our series differs on a lot of, from a lot of other series because I don't see that in other classes at all. I, I think, I think that there, that's there to an extent at all, at all like forms of racing. But I think what we have going on is, a, is, you know, quite a, a little bit special in the way that we really are friends. I think oh yeah like, like from from um from my previous race experience like other guys would help you out but they would help you out in a way that it, it would benefit them you know like they would <laughs> you know <laughs> like oh that, yeah and that's not how this is tell like, you we, just enough we, to get close but not enough to compete against them <laughs> uh, I mean like even if you ran in 
even if you ran into their trailer and, hey, you got this, you got that, they would help you. But then there would be that time that they'd be like, hey, remember that time that I, you borrowed such and such off of me? You know, <laughs> like, that's not the way this is. Like, it's uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy helping every last one of you guys. And, I, you know, I don't ever expect it to be returned. Oh, it, and it, I, it is. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm the exact same way. And I mean. A lot of people don't know me and you talk almost every other day or daily sometimes, you know what I mean? Just about life in general. It just, it's a good time. It just makes it, it's family friendly. Uh, you go to the track and you look forward to the, and the hanging out just as much as the racing some weekends. And that's, that's the beauty of it, you know? Yeah. Now we, we come to hang out with our buddies and the race breaks out. That's what happens. every. <laughs> so, uh, what was your favorite track this year? I mean, we we were at Hidden Valley. I don't know if you went to Dog Hollow with us, but uh, we were there. Mercer, Lernerville. Where else were we this year? I think that was just about it, wasn't it? Yeah, that for, as far as the Allegheny Sprint Tour, that was it. I've been to Dog Hollow. I didn't go to Dog Hollow this year because I wasn't. My season started a little bit later than um, than everybody else's because I was out working. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I've been to Dog Hollow in the past. Uh, you there? Uh, <clears throat> so we we've got this. I'm gonna say it's like a sprint car brotherhood of the PA possums, and I laugh because Sterling uh, came up with this thing, and he's got stickers on there, and I'm running a sticker next year. I don't care. He said, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna run stickers on all of them," and. Uh, I, I think that's hilarious, especially if we all get to go out to uh, Nebraska next year for the Nationals together and just go PA strong out there. That'd be awesome. Uh, see what happens. But your, yeah. what was your favorite track this year? My favorite, I don't know, uh, my favorite track weekly is is probably Mercer because we got I coming into this year, um, I didn't really have that much confidence at Mercer, like. We started the season. I was like, "Oh no!" I think Mercer was on our schedule for 16 races. And I was like, "Oh no, we got 16 nights at Mercer, man. I better stock up on them right rear wheels because I really like <laughs> to knock down. <laughs> I really like to knock down that front straightaway wall." But um, then I learned how to drive the track a little bit and learned what the car wanted there. And um, I, I don't know. I think maybe that's my favorite track because it has been such a like a pain in my ass <laughs> or thorn in my side for the last yep, that yep. Many years. So I mean, to to actually have a little bit of success there this year, and and tame the beast kind of felt good. Well, I'm, and yeah, and this year was my first year at Mercer, and I I took to it fairly quickly. But there is a a different way of driving Mercer. You either I think you either get grasp that or you don't, and it's and like you and Gamola and it's hard for rookies such as myself to come in and try to keep up with you guys. But I mean, we had a good time racing at Mercer. Right. I mean, and Lernerville is always up there, um, up there because I mean, it's just the venue and the prestige behind the whole deal. And, um, I don't know. I, there's just nothing quite like ripping the lip at Lernerville. Um, <laughs> there's, you you only know, you only got a foot, foot and a half maybe some nights between you know being a hero or wadding your car up and carrying it in the trailer at the end of the night well, so, you know, and, and both and both of us on different aspects of this year have seen the other side of that right. <laughs> back straight away or corner 
and uh, I even uh, had a conversation with the water jugs because I was trying to run the lip a little too hard. But <laughs> right, uh, it's just the funnest way for for me personally. A way around Lernerville is to run that outside. It's exciting. It gives the fans a good show. Uh, some nights it's not the most smart way to run that track because uh, you got guys like Dabrowski that can run the low side like I have never seen. I mean, uh, <clears throat> and I mean, you've run the low side too. I mean, you're, you've seen at the end of the year, man, you've seemed to be fast no matter where you run. And uh, I mean, it was, it was real fun to watch. Well, I mean, usually, usually I was watching from right behind you, but I mean, well. <laughs> right. the, the first half of our year, um, we were having engine problems and we didn't even know we had engine problems. Um, the, we had a mag going down and I, I think the mag was probably, it probably wasn't right when we first dropped it in the car. And, um, so we ran the first half of the season with a mag that wasn't, it would only turn about, I don't know about 600 700 rpm less than what we wanted to run so um it didn't matter what we stacked gear to it it was we're still coming up with that same rpm so we ended up changing the mag mid-season or actually probably more towards the end and um as soon as we changed that we just it just like we turned over like lit on fire and um kind of excited to see what 2020 brings because you know what? How, what? What would our season have been if we would have found that? that oh, absolutely! I mean, yeah. that could have been a dream season. Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty, really good when we were what five five wins, and um, I can't remember. Maybe I think there was like ten heat race wins, and and to be the Allegheny Sprint Tour champion is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think I was uh, one point out of fifth in the points. And I think that was more irritating than anything that it was one spot on the racetrack and one race was the difference between a top five in the points and then sitting outside looking at all, all y'all in, in the top five going, man, you know, cause I, I myself, uh, even my crew chief, uh, before he re- retired from racing, he said that, man, we're having a dream season for a rookie team and a lot. And, and it's hard for me to swallow it because, as always, you know me, I just want to win every time I'm on the track. I don't buy into that. Oh, you know, you're a rookie and it's your first year, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I just don't buy into that because I think that even in this series, and, and I think you might agree that no matter when you hit the track, there's six of us that six, seven of us that can win at any given time. A lot of the pill draw matters uh, where you start. I mean, you, you and, and Dabrowski as well. Uh, you guys can come through the field a lot better than some of us. Uh, but if I'm starting in ninth, I'm putting the old tires on and <laughs> I'm not wasting any of my equipment. But, you know, we got we got there. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. Now, now as far as you guys' deal, um, I don't think you have anything to hang your hat on or hang your head on for this year. I mean, you did pretty well, um, consider, like, considering it's your first year in a wing car. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be, you know. No, I mean, better. I'm not hanging my head. I mean, we won two heat races and we had, you know, two or three top top twos, you know what I mean, where I was, I was, and I think you were involved in the one of them. We'll talk about that in a minute, right. the, uh, the race that I should have won. Right. But uh, you took it away from me, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But, <laughs> well, that brings me to this one. What was your best move of the year? And if you say that move, 
I think I might have to hang up the phone. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to have an answer. Uh, that was a good move, though. I, I'll, I'll give man, it to I you. don't know. Um, I think the Sprint Spectacular, um, like, it was me and me and Jonathan Jones and uh, Ryan Lynn. And um, as far as I'm concerned, Jonathan Jones and Ryan Lynn are both pretty good pretty good shoes. You know, they, they – they, to, and to be able to – I don't think I, I – that night I didn't have more car than those guys. I just – I just made the right decisions. Um, you know, they yeah. they go high, they go low. I go low. Like, I like there was a couple laps. Like I was watching videos, a couple laps, and and as, when you're in the car, you're not even really, you're not analyzing it. You're just doing it. You know, you're Sport. just doing it. Yeah. So whenever you get the, so whenever you get to sit down and watch the video, you get to analyze it and uh, just kind of like put yourself back in the in the seat and. Um, yeah, like there was a couple laps where I was I would tuck in behind Ryan instead of trying to pass him because he's a little bit faster than me through one and two or through three and four. So instead of trying to race him in three and four, I just tuck in behind him, run his line just so I didn't lose that gap, and then try again down in one and two. Like you know, I get like I get one shot at him every lap, you know, and then um, yeah, I mean it was uh, that 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 race was probably my highlight of the of the whole season. A because that was my first win at Lernerville, and B, um, I just when you when you watch the video, if you watch the video that my wife made, if you watch the video of that, um, I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't really, I, I didn't make any mistakes. I made all the right calls, and we won. So I mean, that's my yep. that's my favorite of the favorite race of the year. Well, I think that if. On my favorite move of the year, and and you'll laugh about this, it wasn't for the win, it wasn't for a top five, it was actually at Lernerville. Uh, remember that there was one race, and it might have been the the Sprintacular, where it was just a lockdown track, and it was, I mean, anywhere you went on a track, there was grip. Uh, and I was coming around, and it was the very last turn coming to the checkers, and I did this slide job. And I've watched it over and over on uh, the 28 car of right. And he'd never seen it coming, but I came almost half onto the infield to do this slider right onto the straightaway. And I didn't know if it was going to be disastrous, but I knew I had a chance to do it. And it was for 10th place. And <laughs> I know you're going to laugh, but when, when you pull off an awesome slide job, no matter what place you are in a track, you're just like, oh, man, that was pretty kick-ass <laughs> right. that was pretty and i'm actually you know and i talk in my helmet a lot right out loud if they mic'd us up i couldn't even imagine uh we've talked about we should get two-way radios and and let the fans listen in on us talking because it would just be ridiculous but yeah, uh be fun. my I uh for, i got one more for that um just popped in my head it's early early on in the year like early in the and uh as a heat race and Chase Matheny uh, is a rookie this year and he led the entire heat race and I try I threw everything at him that I could throw at him. I was right on, right on a scale tank the whole race and uh, I passed him coming out of four. I probably beat him by a half a car length at the ch- at the at the, the line. <laughs> just probably just ripped that poor kid's freaking heart right out of his chest. <laughs> 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 So if you're listening to this, Chase, I'm apologize. <laughs> and I mean, for a kid that's 16 years old, 
I think this kid's going to be a phenom in a couple years. Uh, he did really well this year. He's run against the four tens and, and I mean, we all have run against the four tens with our three Oh fives, but, uh, it's kind of cool. Uh, I, I was joking with, with his dad, you know, even though chase beat me in the points, I think that I took the rookie of the year just, just to get a jab at him. Just, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, no. And I think one of my, my favorite races to look back on is my first top five ever because we didn't get a top five in wingless last year but the thing about it is is what's funny is when I came off the track I finished third and I came off the track and I knew I had to go to the weight station and and uh my my crew guy he's jumping up and down yeah man yeah man I'm like ah the car didn't do this and the car didn't do that and I'm sitting there analyzing what the car should have done and didn't enjoy like that's how the competitiveness gets in you. Like I didn't realize until after I got out of the car and calmed down a little bit that, man, I just got my first top five ever. Right. And, uh, and I, after that, I said, you know what, I'm going to sit back and, and let things sort of come a little bit instead of trying to make it happen so much and missing them milestones. You know what I mean? My first podium finish and my first top five and the next year when I win the points championship, I mean, all that, all that (laughs) stuff, I mean, all that stuff is going to come. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got to do, do the time, dude. I mean, it, like, I, I think this is my I think this is my sixth year. I don't remember. But I've been doing the 305 for a few years now. Um, and, I mean, I've had to get my butt kicked in every way possible to, to, to get quick, you know. So, I mean, it all comes with time. I mean, it's not. Yeah, and I mean, look at Randy Sterling. Yeah. I mean, how many years has he been running it and he has got his first feature win this year? Yeah, and actually he showed some speed. <clears throat> he showed some speed uh at the at the stampede there too. Um I was at the, I followed I was behind Randy for oh, I don't know, probably the first half of the race and I was just like that night at that he race, I was throwing everything at him, couldn't get him. And then he actually started leaving me and um I lost the brakes on the car and uh I actually losing the brakes made me slow down into the corner and I caught right back up to him. It was like I lost the brakes and got faster. So, I mean, yeah. So look good. I, I, yeah, I think he's just, uh, I think, I think he's going to be even better next year. Cause I was talking to him and he said that he had figured some stuff out. He stopped, he started listening to a couple other people and, and and you told me that not always do you have to listen to somebody you got to you got to do your own thing a little bit too and and when we were when you guys did help me with the motor and we were going through setup ideas and you guys talked to me and you shared things because you know I haven't done a wing car that that long uh but you know and when we get to the track and I'm making decisions from there you know what I mean like I don't want to know everyone thinks that uh everyone's running back and forth the trailers to see what gear you're running yeah we talk about that stuff but it's mainly we're just we're just hanging out we like talking racing uh i'm sure your wife can attest to this that mine gets tired of me talking about racing (laughs) (laughs) i mean every conversation it's about oh what track and this and that and i should have done this and and uh, God bless them. I mean, they're saints for putting up with our crap. <laughs> uh, well, Courtney won't. Courtney won't admit to it, but she she secretly loves doing this. We've been doing it. We I've been racing since uh, 2006, and one ship yeah. for another. 
um, and she has been with me the whole time. I think we we got together. We started dating in high school, and like the same year I started racing. So I mean, I've pretty much developed whatever career I have right now. Um, she's been there for every last race of it. I mean, well, and I mean the same was. She hated it. We still wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I say the same thing. I mean, hell, my, my wife was up running the T-shirt booth. She just absolutely likes being at the track. And the races that she misses, she's like, well, man, I wish I would have been at the track. And, I mean, you, you got to have that. If, and any, anybody that's been around the track, if you don't have that, it makes it a lot tougher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they make it a lot easier for us. But let's talk about uh, Little Guy Nationals. What was your take on Little Guy Nationals? The whole. Well, I mean, the Little Guy Nationals has always been a big deal for me. Um, it's not it's not the most prestigious race in Pennsylvania by any means. Um, but for me, it has been. It's always been, you know, Little Guy Nationals always gets marked on my calendar. And it's something I always look forward to every year. And um, And you cleaned house this year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're after night number one or after night number two. Actually, me and Greg Dabrowski were walking up to get our payouts, and we were talking to him, and I was talking, talking, and whatever. And um, I just looked over him like, dude, I can't believe this. Like, I never in a million years thought I'd even win the Little Guy Nationals. Like, I knew the, you know, I knew the capability was there, but um. It's just a tough race to win. I mean, absolutely. Yes. Everybody comes after it. I mean, it's kind yep. of stampede. Everybody comes after it. Now I've come after it hard. And, uh, to, and then to do it back to back, it was like, man, just like a, like a dream. I didn't believe, I didn't really believe it until the next, well, still kind of in disbelief, but I didn't believe it till it didn't start sinking in until I hung the checks up on the wall and, <laughs> flag on the wall and I'm like yeah man now it's 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 in it's history now yeah and i mean i thought they did a, a good job uh ed michaels with with uh the track this year i mean he the the track conditions actually got really good at the end of the year he started changing up some of the stuff he was doing with the dirt and i think although it was more ab- abrasive on the tires uh I think it's leaving leaving us to get more speed on the track. To be honest with you, right? I didn't I didn't um, think that the surface was bad all year long. As far as a consistent racetrack goes, I don't think that you got any better than Mercer this year. It was the same. I basically ran the same setup week to week. Um, once I had once I had a little bit of a baseline going, um, then every week it would just be like, you know, add a quarter turn here, quarter turn there. It's like really try to dial this track, this car into this racetrack. But it was like, it was more or less the same racetrack every week. Um, which is, you know, that's awesome because like I said, an opportunity to dial into it. And I had just, I just talked to him on the phone yesterday and he said that they brought in like a hundred truckloads of, of, uh, 99% pure clay. And they're gonna they're gonna grade it out and they're gonna let it sit all all winter. So I'm anxious to see what that does. Yeah, right. And I mean, they're doing it the right way, which brings me to my next uh, deboggle oh, of uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna bring it right out because uh, I know a lot of drivers were mad about the stampede, and as well as me. I mean, I was more upset that uh, so Thursday was a crapshoot. It was so rough that they canceled. 
I had a buddy that brought his uh, Adam Peterson and his his whole family come up with their EMOD, and he had never run the track. He got out there twice, and then they canceled, so he didn't even get his third practice. But uh, I found out that night that they had brought fresh clay in a couple days prior <clears throat> or a week prior, which to me, I, I don't think that's long enough to let the clay set. Uh, and I, I, as wet as it is, I knew that's what was going to happen. If I would have known that I would have expected it, but, and then Friday night, uh, you know, well, you, you sat and waited and I should have followed your lead because I sat in my car for about 40 minutes (laughs) waiting to get out, uh, to get heat. And then we just never ended up getting onto the track that night, which a lot of guys were upset. I didn't even put my suit on Friday night. (laughs) <laughs> I, I swear to God, I didn't. I mean, I sat around, and they they called you guys out for heat or whatever. And I, I'm not saying I saw it happening, but we already had we already had the heater on the car, and I think the water temperature was it was sitting right right 165, 170, something like that. There was no reason for me to put yeah, heat. and that, that's all you need. Yeah, there was no reason for me to put heat in the motor. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? we're just gonna leave the heater on, and um, you know, and then we'll just let all these guys fire them up because at that point all you're really proving there is that hey the car runs well i mean right i right. didn't show up to the racetrack with the car that wasn't already you know test fire <laughs> yep i mean i'm one that i always like to try to get heat in a motor just because i don't know call it a rookie thing i don't know if i feel more confident you've been doing it for years so you trust that everything's going to work the way it's going to work. And I'm still a little paranoid sometimes on, did I tighten this up? Did I tighten that up? Right. Is that going to leak? Is this going to leak? So, uh, but you know what? I'll give it to the Thompsons. They did the right thing. I think they made the right call because there was going to be sprint cars in the fence if we would have went out. Yeah, no, that, that, that was, (laughs) that was the right call for sure. Um, I would have liked to have seen that call a little earlier. Um, Yeah. And then I would like to, I don't know. I don't know what the answer was that weekend, man. The answer was not put the clay on the racetrack three or four days before the race. But yep. and that was a mistake, and I'm sure that they learned from it. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's and, – and the thing about it is is, is there's a, a long history of Lernerville being a spectacular surface. I mean, right. so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, I know they're trying to knock down the dust a lot for the the fans, but everyone that's ever been to the stampede, they've been doing it 12 years now. They know it's going to be hard as a rock, dusty, slick. That's just how the stampede is. That's how it was on Saturday night when we went back out on the track. Uh, It was everything that I knew it was going to be, and they should have just left it alone. But they did make the good call. I had heard that there was – I don't know because I didn't talk to to – thompson myself but um i had heard that there was some shale showing in the bottom from you know years of you know the clay getting thrown up over the lip and that they were um basically we were racing on shale if you're running around the bottom so they were you know getting rid of that trying to give you know what man like i can't believe that they would bring the bring the clay in on tuesday or wednesday or whatever they did they did it I can't believe they would do it with the oh, oh I'm gonna make this track really rough. You know, I mean they were they were trying to everything that they thought was the right calls. Oh, I agree. To I give agree. us a good racetrack, and um, I mean it just backfired on them. And I, yep. I, and I'm not saying 
I'm 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 not gonna drag nobody through the dirt for trying try, for you know trying something and and not working. If it, if they did it with the right intent, and I mean he they did that with we're gonna try to make the best racetrack we can make, and then oh, and I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah I'm I, I have nothing against the Thompsons. I know them uh, very well, and and I just I think that they were they were overthinking it maybe, but I mean what do you do? That's a, that's a big show. And to try to figure out how to combat what that does to the track, uh, uh, that's way beyond me. I mean, I'm, I'm not a dirt guy as far as that goes. I mean, that's, that's tough decision. That's tough call, but they did make the right call by canceling the event after a couple cars rolled over. Uh, one was a good friend of yours on the street stocks and, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's tough, but uh, it wasn't as cold this year as it was last year, which was nice because we got to to uh, actually get out and hang out and socialize, and we were all down at the big bonfire hooting and hollering and doing what we do, you know. Yeah. And uh, hopefully those videos don't surface. So if you're anybody's listening to this, do not let them videos surface. <laughs> That's the highlight of the stampede for me was the bonfire afterwards. Yeah. Maybe my yeah. highlight of the stampede has nothing to do with a race car. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were just trying to find an enduro car. Right. And there was one down there. It just wouldn't run. I don't know. There was, there was, there's a lot more to that story we can't share with everybody. But <laughs> yeah, all and stuff. Uh, something about Kavanaugh found uh, a truck of some sort. I don't know. We should have got him on the phone with us tonight. That would have been a hoot. Uh, another he's another good one i mean he's fairly new to it isn't he yeah uh, i i don't know for i remember seeing kavanaugh hit the racetrack in the middle of last season i'm not sure if he ran a whole season last year or not um but if if so this is only his second season in the car and he'd made leaps and bounds um he's another one of those guys that um you know He's willing to. He's not afraid to ask questions, and I'm not afraid to answer them. I want to see all you guys do well. I want to see everybody, you know, turning the fastest laps they possibly can, and I'll do yep. whatever I can do. So, but yeah, whenever he comes over, um, I'll answer his questions. I think, I think I might have helped him out a little bit with his fuel injection early in the year, um, and. Um, yeah, no, he's coming. He's he's coming along good. Um, I would say you might want to watch out for Kevin on next year. I mean, he might he might come out pretty strong. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm not dismissing anybody at this point. I mean, it it and we hopefully we're gonna get some new guys to the series. I think that there's Jake said that there was uh, some more guys putting them together, and I know I talked to Brandon Hawkins. <clears throat> I think he's gonna make the leap from the rush sprints up to uh the 305s which should be interesting yeah. and another good good guy to hang out with after after party time and <laughs> right right now I, me and jake had had sat down or we had or talked over i think maybe um and it was uh i think we came up with a the possibility of 11 cars being built this winter and nine of them were like they this is happening absolutely going to be nine more cars rolling out no, I don't, that's awesome you know so i mean it's this 305 I, game in this area um is tough man because this 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 area has been bombarded by so many different types of series is coming in like you had the 
back in the early th- 2000s. It was the green flag sprints. Um, I had talked about this to somebody else, and they told they even named off a couple that I didn't even know about. And um, there was green flag sprints. There was the OSWs. There was, or we have the fast series over in, in Ohio. Um, it's not like other states where, like, if you go to other states like Nebraska or South Dakota, or I think South Dakota actually has a little diversity there too. But um, there, Pennsylvania is overrun with sprint cars, and and everybody wants to try something different. So I yep. mean, we uh, you get too many irons in the fire, and everybody's car counts suffer. So I think. Their OSWs done. Um, obviously, green flags ended years ago, and I, I think there's just a lot of guys sitting back, waiting to see if because just waiting to see if this race saver deal takes off. You know. Like, yep, and I agree. Gonna, I mean, gonna, you can't blame them. Yeah, I, well, I would too. I mean, I would. All, way back when we ran OSW, um, I built a race saver motor, and ran OSW. Now, I'm not saying that I saw the writing on the wall, but I prepared myself for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I didn't want to have, I didn't want, because the OSW rules were a little bit different where it was like a 46 pound crankshaft and you had to run all pro heads. And that motor couldn't run with race savers, but a race saver motor could run with all pros. So I'm like, man, I think I'm just going to build a race saver. And then that kind of leaves my options open. And, um, well, and even up up north, uh, the CRSA, I ran a couple of times with them because I had uh, uh, ties with the, the owner of the series. So I went up there a couple of times, and that's actually where I grenaded my motor up there at Canadagua, which is just terrible. But uh, next year, I talked to him a couple of days ago, and he's actually putting together a, a series and where the people from the Rush Division can run their crates with a wing on it up there with him. And now if – anybody doesn't know that they run them crate wing cars everywhere else, but in our area. I mean, they're, they're huge too. And uh, he's going to try to gain numbers with them, but I would love to see the CRSA uh, change over to IMCA and run with the race savers. That's what, that's what I would love to see. That way we could get some New York tracks and, and uh, you know, maybe I wouldn't have to travel three. Maybe that's selfish, but maybe I wouldn't have to travel three hours to race. Yeah. (laughs) I, I got to hand it to you on that, man. I don't know if I could, I, that's commitment. I don't know if I would do it every weekend like that, three hours, three and a half hours. Like there's one thing to, to get in the truck and, you know, tow three and a half hours, four hours at like once or twice a month or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and it's, and it's a, and it's a toll. I mean, you know, you're doubling your cost for the weekend. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's just, um, I'm one of those guys that I really enjoy the series. I want to see the series succeed, just like doing this podcast and, and talking and, and organizing drivers for t-shirt booths. I want to get the fans involved. I just want to see dirt track racing come back alive. Like it was when I was a kid, because when I was a kid, the stands were packed, the pits were packed. It was just all good old time racing. Uh, and I would love to see that every time I see the, the kids in the pits, uh, and they want to climb in the car, of course, get in the car. I don't care a lot of, some drivers are very particular. Oh, they, they're not going to bust anything really. 
what is there to bust in a race car? We can fix it. We've got spares. Let the kid get in the car. You know what I mean? But, uh, and I also want to touch base on, you've actually been running the BG Ultra Guard oil and uh, you won back to back after you switched to that. And I'm not going to say that's why. Right. But uh, how amazing is that product? Well, let me tell you what. All right. We were at Lernerville the night of the Sprint Spectacular. All right. Um, and was it the Sprint Spectacular? Or was that the weekend that we got your motor back together? Yep. Yep, it was that that weekend, I believe. Okay, so we ran our normal Lucas Oil. We normally run um, in heat racer. We're changing gears, and uh, Rick brings over our little care package or whatever with with some BG rear end grease in it. So at this point, I didn't even know Rick. Um, But he's Everybody like, just knew him as the BG guy that hung yeah, out in my trailer. Guy, you know, so <laughs> I looked, I looked over my shoulder. We're changing gears, and Rick's looking at me like he just gave me this rear end grease, and he's looking at me, makes sure, to wonder if I'm gonna put it in or not. So, like, all right, Dad, I'm like, go get the BG stuff. We're gonna put it. In. <laughs> he guilted you into it at first by his looks. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, I'm was was you know I hadn't tried it yet, and I'm like, oh, the Sprint Spectacular is probably not a great place to be trying new stuff, but. You know, whatever. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, we we put it in there, and uh, we have ran it that exact that same rear end grease. It finished the rest of the year. I think we have seven races on it. Um, go to change gears. Pull it out. It's still nice and green. No, <laughs> run it through a strainer. It's still you know you feel it. It, feel, it still feels really good. Still got all the little nice. Slippy. And for anybody that doesn't know, we only run it through the strainer because when we drop the gears, it gets a little dirt from the bottom of the, the rear end in the, the pan. Right. That, or you get, or you get just little like, chips. Yeah. Yeah. You get normal gear wear. I mean, yeah. we're not running these, these are race cars, man. These aren't, these aren't designed. Those gears in the back, the, the quick change gears aren't designed to be in there for, you know, hundred thousand miles or nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> So yeah, you, know, you get just get get all the that stuff out. And normally, whenever I change the gear gear oil, um, I've used other brands, and um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not the kind of guy that's gonna be you know, plug a product because I'm getting it for free or because I'm not. But um, it's good stuff. I mean, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, we did when they they when they first come on board with us, and uh, they're like, yeah, we want you to run this rear end oil and. And I didn't even know what was going on. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever, whatever. So we put it in and we did all of our testing with it. And I was, and I'm old school when it comes to saving money. So I'm like, you know, don't drop a drop of that. You know, hey, Troy, my guy, Troy, don't you drop any of that on the ground. We need every drop because we can't afford to go buy more. You know what I mean? So, and we, we did 65 laps on the first test and, and we pulled it out and we videoed it and we have a video of us dropping the oil in the pan, the whole nine yards. And I reached down and I grabbed a handful of it and it was so clear. It was like, we just put it in after 65 laps and 65 laps in a sprint car. That's, that's a lot of twisting. Right. You know what I mean? And, but we've done that and we've been running the same oil. I'll even take it out. I'll put some fresh in. And then when we get back to the shop, I just run it through a strainer at the shop just because it's easier. But 
uh, and their other products I use everything from the free it um you know it's a spray that we put on our himes and the enforce i think what was it your dad it was telling me about a rusted bolt they put the enforce on or something like that right yeah we use in our shop we use a uh, a product um that we thought was awesome we were like oh you know if you, this this stuff can't get it loose then and it's not like wd-40 or pb blastering it was you know one of them expensive cans of you know rust remover or whatever I don't know. <laughs> but yep. um like if this stuff can't break it loose then you probably just get a torch after it because it ain't worth doing but um yeah i don't remember what we were working on but i told my old man i was like dad there is no we might have been working on the big truck i think i'm like dad there is no way that's just you might as well just like hit that with the impact and try to break it off or whatever they sprayed it on there and gave it five, ten minutes, came back, and I think he broke it loose with his wrench. Like it was <laughs> <laughs> And and Rick Rick's very knowledgeable on the product. I mean he's a salesman for him, but I mean he keeps saying about this and sometimes he's act he's like talking Chinese, telling me about all the testing and this and that and and all I know is that whatever he's saying, it, it is working. We right. we use now we, we strictly use I mean most of the season, but we use the grease on our torque tube and, and uh, I mean, everything is just amazing. And I mean, I, I, they're very competitive with like uh, Lucas oil products and stuff like that, but you know, it's just, it's another product that not a lot of people know that is racing applicable too. I mean, you can use it in the racing and we are, and we're, and I'm trying to get it out there and it's actually going to be available right there at Mercer Raceway next year. We're going to have a track service vehicle and it's going to have all the oils and greases and we're going to have a spring crusher, you know, there so we can help the late model guys out and uh, the sprint guard guys can get their uh, torsion or their uh, their bars tested right up there at the trailer and the nitrogen machine so you can get the nitrogen put in the tires and stuff. But, uh, yeah, just amazing. And, I mean, I was – I, at first, you know, you're, you're using it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it has proven itself even to me. And then when you, when you were saying about it, I'm like, see, Rick, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to catch like wildfire, but I'm oh, glad yeah, it works I mean, for you guys. All, that's all that's going to go in my car next year. I mean, and that's not, I'm not sales pitching. I'm not, I, that's, it's, it's just good stuff. I, we're going to. If I even if if I have to buy cases of it and stuff for next year, then that's what we'll go ahead and do. If we have to, to like even even all of it, like the the brake clean. Um, oh my god! Oh man, that's good stuff. I think, you just can't use it around anything that's paint. Like a if I had parts, my my stops were spray painted. Right. I mean, now they're they're completely bare aluminum again. That yeah. that's how powerful that stuff is. Yeah, no, I was I was about to say a similar story. I was like that we had um, my my Valpin covers are painted and uh, they're painted black, and we have breathers. Well, the breathers will puke a little oil or vapor, oil vapor. So I like you know I'm like oh I'll just use some of this 403 and we'll clean the, <laughs> the uh, valve covers off and clean the, the firewall off or whatever. And yeah, they're not black anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cleaned them off. Oh, you yeah. cleaned everything off. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, and if anybody's all... listening and they want to find all this product, you can go to Brookside Sales and Service. Uh, talk to Rick. 
talk to the people in the office. They will point you in the right direction. Tell them where you heard it. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. But, hey, man, I appreciate you talking. Is there anything else on the season that we're missing? I mean, did we cover pretty much at all? Or uh... No, man, I think I think we're good. I mean, there, we could go on. We could sit here. Oh, we could sit here for an hour and talk for an racing. Hour. We're all good here, man, for 43 minutes. So. Hope, hope. But, uh, hey, man, thanks for coming on. And, again, uh, everyone check this podcast out, share it, all that stuff. Uh, as always, you're in the dirt with Rooster and tonight's uh, interviewer and fellow racer and Hell of a good friend, Kyle the Honey Badger. <laughs> Kyle, well, and uh, come out and see us at the track. And hey, man, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's going to be a long off season, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you this week, man. All right, brother. All Bye. Right, later.